0: Are you ready? Uh, oh, I have to. You're me yawn. I'm making you yawn. I didn't do anything. What did I do? It's your
1: face. No, I'm just kidding. My. Fa-
0: <laughs> rude.
1: <laughs>
0: rude. Welcome to Into the Fold, a show where two best friends share their love of Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse chapter by chapter. I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Juliana. And wow, Jeff, that motion you just made with your hand to cut me off really brought back so many memories that just flooded into my brain from chorus that I did not remember I had in there.
0: That makes sense. I do have a master's degree that says I know how to direct choirs. Yeah. So I should think, I should hope that my hand motions are very appropriate for that.
1: Yes, it was very good and very much so reminded me of every single choir director I've ever interacted with, which if anyone knows me from middle school or high school or beyond that, which you You probably don't. I
0: thought I was special.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of all of them. No, Jeff, you are just another average choir director. Go back
0: and direct your choir. Especially now that we're not best friends anymore, right?
1: not anymore. I have a new best friend. We'll get to that in a
0: minute. Let's talk about why we're here.
1: (laughs) Okay, so listeners, we are here today because we are going to be discussing chapters 19 and 20 of shadow and bone and we're almost done with the book which is really exciting yeah nearly we're we getting are close.
0: almost we have one more we have a meeting after this episode recording to talk about yes. how we're going to round off the year so stay tuned for that because we'll break that down for you guys in our next chapter discussion episode but we have got some fun stuff on the way
1: yeah so stay tuned for that listeners but first we have some news from the front news
0: news
1: yes Jeff did it and that's what I wanted thank you Jeff
0: yep. you found something fun you found I something so did. free I didn't even realize this had happened What did you? what did you find
1: so as I was scrolling through YouTube looking for Disney World videos so that way I can prepare myself for my vacation this coming week I stumbled upon a video that Ben Barnes did with BuzzFeed reading thirst tweets and let me tell you it was very 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 funny sometimes these videos don't actually turn out that funny but this one have you watched
0: many of them
1: uh yeah actually i have (laughs) i've watched a lot of buzzfeed videos in my day are there any
0: particular favorites that you remember of the people reading thirst tweets
1: the uh, not that i can think of off the top of my head the best ones honestly aren't from buzzfeed they're the ones i think jimmy kimmel does the or, or no is it J- fallon that's
0: jimmy fallon, fallon. Uh, or no it's jimmy kimmel i think you're thinking of and he doesn't do thirst tweets he does people reading mean tweets yeah
1: mean tweets is really funny i love those
0: tweets. are really funny i, I feel like a lot of those tweets. though are written with the intention that they will end up like a lot of the ones like the end up in the mean tweets, I feel like those are written specifically with the intention, now that this is a thing that's caught on, yeah. of ending up on a on mean tweet main. segment. Whereas thirst tweets, people just be thirsty on the internet.
1: Yeah, people be thirsty. The internet thirsty. must be a very
0: dry place because of how thirsty everybody is there.
1: Yeah, it it's a really funny video. If you're looking for a slightly inappropriate laugh, then go ahead and head on over to YouTube and just type in Ben Reed's thirst treat thirst tweets and he he was
0: adorable oh my gosh I have seen a few of these now and what a lot of them seem to have in common is that people who write these thirst tweets like they want the famous people they are thirsty for to do violence to them and the people reading the thirst tweets about themselves always end up saying something like are you guys okay Yeah. like are are you alright why do you want me to do these things bless his heart Ben Barnes at one point this this made me laugh so much because there's a word I'm not going to say it here because I don't think it's a profanity but I don't want to have to explain it yeah. there's a word that comes up in a surprising amount of these thirst tweets about him yeah. and apparently off screen uh, the BuzzFeed people explained to him what the word means and every time it came up after that he got so blushy
1: it was so cute
0: it was so cute my personal favorite, though, Ben Barnes is the type of man I'd let eat SpaghettiOs on my new Bohemian white bed set. <laughs> I feel like I would, as a teenager, I would have said, huh? But as an adult who has to buy my own mm-hmm. nice things if I want them now, I totally get that level of devotion.
1: Oh, yeah. That like, you is have to really brilliant. love
0: somebody to want to risk messing up your, your white expensive bed set for that.
1: Yeah, with a really nasty dish of SpaghettiOs, too.
0: Sp- oh, it, it, spaghetti. I don't know what it is about spaghetti sauce, but it makes the worst stains.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably all the synthetic red dye. That's probably it.
0: There you go. It's probably yeah. that. There we go. But that's not the only thing Ben Barnes got up to, is it? No,
1: no. So he and Freddie, who is the gentleman who plays kaz brecker in the shows Mm. they actually were at the london comic-con this past i think not this week but the week prior um so when this comes out probably about two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and they were speaking with one of the panelists and they were talking about what they wanted for season two as they go into the filming for that which they did confirm that they have not started yet and I will just say that there were a lot of spoilers for people who haven't read past where we're reading in the books currently. So if you're interested in that, uh, we will put the link in our socials in the coming week. And also just go ahead and Google uh, Shadow and Bone London Comic Con and that this should come up for you as well. Mm -hmm. So but we just didn't want to talk about it too much because there are a lot of spoilers that Jeff and I have not touched on yet in the books just because we're still just on Shadow and Bone. And Jeff, we we have one little other piece of news, and this is from you.
0: Yeah, this was kind of a... This literally just... This happened so fast that I didn't even have time to tell <laughs> you that this had happened yeah. until after it was already done. But through my capacity... As a host and staff member for the Fantastic Beasts podcast, Speak Beastie, we were asked to submit volunteers for a uh, trivia podcast called TV Trivia Pod hosted by a guy named Brian Sheehan, super nice guy, and I volunteered immediately because I am unable to control that particular impulse. I volunteer for things, especially trivia contests, because I love to prove how much I know about the things I like and the trivia topic was actually the first harry potter and the sorcerer's stone uh the first movie and so i went on and i won't spoil how well i did i did pretty good but that episode's going to come out december 14th and just for fun he always does a bonus episode as well i found out he had done the office trivia for like the past year And apparently my episode is meant to kick off his series of uh, doing Harry Potter stuff. And (laughs) when I found out he did office trivia, I said, man, I wish I'd been there for that. So just for fun, he threw out a couple of uh, questions from the office and there was only one that I didn't get.
1: Only one.
0: Only one only one and honestly it's one of those it's one of those details that i'm betting is going to come up on the office ladies podcast because the episodes where that question becomes relevant they're just getting to them now oh okay. so i would be surprised if the thing he asked me about doesn't come up
1: oh well that's exciting so everyone tune in on what, what did you say it was december, december
0: 14th. 14th is when he said he's going to release that
1: december 14th for some fun content from jeff and just as a side note, you never know where Juliana's voice is going to land because I have like, I think like five or six, I don't know, I so many podcasts that I did like guest spots on that haven't just, like, haven't come out yet. I don't even know, Jeff. I lose track of shit. Um, but that is all we have for the news. And now we have the voice, the voice of, of the of people. The
0: people.
1: Oh. So. I am really thrilled with the first thing that we have on our docket for the Voice of the People because we got an absolutely fabulous and wonderful and lovely email from our new friend, Peyton. Hi, Jeff and Juliana. My name is Peyton. She, her, and I love your show. I came across it after listening to Enter the Fold, searching for more Grease-averse tidbits. I started watching the Netflix show Ben Barnes, am I right? And I had just finished Rune and Rising because I have no impulse control and binge-read them all deaf have to say that i am a dark of stan but more so in the show because the darkling is sketching and sh- sketchy and shady pun intended i actually separate the two characters in my mind i i also do as well uh payton you are so funny and your podcast has really let me have some good laughs lately especially with when COVID has been making me miserable i'm happy to say juliana I am a Materialka. Yay! I specifically am an alchemy. Boo yeah, Jeff. Also, I secretly think that alchemy are the most powerful Grisha because when you take a step back, isn't everything made out of chemicals and elements? I think with proper training, alchemy could be super powerful. Anyway, thanks for putting a little bit of sunshine into my crazy world. Greetings from my small town in Canada, Peyton. Thank you, Peyton.
0: I love that she's like Booyah Jeff. And I'm like, um, I'm the one who is rooting for the uh I'm the one who's rooting for the material guy to secretly take over our Grisha verse tally. Like, I'd love it if there was more of you because I feel like you're shockingly underrepresented. So I'm yeah. thrilled that that she's an Alcami.
1: Me too. I love
0: that. I'm also I love that she found our show by listening to somebody else's show yeah. because that's one more thing that connects us to other people. That's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, and we've made it very clear here on this show that we definitely support all the other shows out there and have shouted them out multiple times uh, on in the Grishaverse universe within the podcasting sphere and also creators who are just in the Grishaverse fandom because... The more joy we bring into this fandom, the better it is, I think. So why not just spread a little bit around? So we're really glad that Peyton found us through another podcast. And if you haven't listened to Enter the Fold, go ahead and listen to it. I've listened to it. It's good. I like it.
0: I also really love her point about um, how she keeps... uh, Netflix show Darkling and book Darkling in her mind as two separate characters, and she seems to ship Alina and the Darkling on the Netflix series, but Mm -hmm. not in the books. That's what we were talking about in our last episode, right? About how you can think of it like a multiverse and Uh how different things can make different stuff go different ways, and how the show, the the Shadow and Bone show, really humanizes the Darkling in a way that the book doesn't.
1: Yeah, and how... I actually prefer the book Darkling because he's so much more inhuman than the humanized version that we get in the show. And like I said, I too, Peyton, definitely separate book Darkling from show Darkling, just as like I separate book Mal from show Mal because they are Mm -hmm. two separate people. And honestly, in my head, their personalities, the book and show Darkling and Mal are very different, I think. And the way that their affect is, I feel, is very, very different. But again, that is the fact that in a book, you can make someone, because there's not an actual person there portraying it, you can make them seem as inhuman as you want, and it's believable. Whereas if Ben Barnes really played up every single tiny little bit of the Darkling's kind of smoozing and everything that he does within the book, I feel like it would just come off as kind of clownish and over the top as like a real person. So I I like the way that he portrays the Darkling in the show, but I too see them as different. And I do definitely agree that show Darkling and show Alina, they're kind of fun together. Like, why not? I don't like Mal anyway. So screw it. Well, thank you, Peyton, so much for that lovely email.
0: Also, hope all is well in Canada. Yeah, I, t- I love that she mentions that. Hi, I live in Canada. Cause, like I just said, I I love how much this this whole experience is connecting us to other people. Like, you live in the Northeast. I live yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah, she's in Canada. Our our dear friend Mel is in Finland. Our our Australian Santa Botkin friend lives in Australia. Yeah. and d- Every. If we didn't do this, if we didn't have this, I wouldn't have this connection to so many people all over the world. Is It's great, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just so nice to expand your worldview and also just learn about other people and their cultures and everything that's out there because otherwise you just get stuck in your own little bubble and that's boring. We don't need that. We want to meet as many new people as possible, right, Jeff?
0: Right. Right. I have a question. Yes, Jeff. Actually, I don't have a question. We We have a question. question. Every week we have a question. I always look forward to that because the answers Mm -hmm. we get to our questions are awesome. Yes. What we wanted to know was if you were Alina or Mal, would you kill Moritz of a stag or would you let it go? And it isn't just the answers that we get, like a yes or no answer. It's the explanations behind it. Like this answer from Bookish Beck says, let it go. You ever wonder how the story would have turned out if they never separated them? Also, if somehow the creatures could be living amplifiers and just follow her around like Pokemon, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Like if instead if instead of having to kill animals and take things that belong to them that are imbued with their spirit and use it to make yourself more powerful, if you had like a familiar or a companion. Yeah. I suppose the risk would be that you would have your enemies instead of just killing you like they would uh go after your animal companion to mm. weaken your power and then they'd go for you. Yeah. Not happy to think about, but it just it's what makes sense to me. Yeah. In the world of Pokemon, the Pokemon fight each other, but they don't kill each other. They just they they get into UFC style fights with each other while only saying their known names because that's how Pokemon works.
1: Pika Pikachu, pika pika.
0: Yes, exactly that.
1: Yeah, I've watched Pokemon before way too many times.
0: Which one Pokemon has been around almost as long oh, as we have?
1: The original, the original VHS like cart um, ma- manga, as I pronounce it, manga. The original manga.
0: one. Uh yeah. manga is something you read.
1: Oh. Anime. Yeah.
0: Yeah, anime is the thing you watch.
1: The original anime from like nineteen ninety.
0: Oh, those were good times when that was new. Mm-hmm. Oh, those were good days. What did Mel not Mal think about this whole stag business?
1: Well, Mel said, unsurprisingly, coming from me, I would never kill such a beautiful creature. In fact, I would try to befriend it. I believe we can have deep connections to nature and animals, building a bond with the stag, having our souls connect. If this friendship and love does not amplify each other's powers, then it was not meant to be, and especially not yours just to take and destroy precious life for such a nasty and selfish act. Hashtag, only love and cuddles for the stag.
0: It would be great if that hashtag would catch on more.
1: Yeah. I agree with Nell, too, that if you were able to befriend and build a strong connection with the stag, that it would hopefully be stronger than if you killed them and stole their antlers, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, What if that was how it worked? You find the powerful animal, you gain their trust, you bond with each other, yeah. and then when they reach the end of their natural life, instead of just dying, they pass their spirit along to you, and that makes you more powerful, not because you took something, but because you earned it in a way that doesn't involve murder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, I like that. Yeah. Friendship is
1: powerful. That's good.
0: Friendship is magic.
1: It is magic.
0: I made that up. It definitely didn't come from a TV show.
1: Yeah, definitely not. There's no way. Yeah. No way. I'm
0: not going to file a copyright on that. Anyway. Now, Paula (laughs) just said, let it go. And I have to be honest, I am incapable. See, you're doing it now. I am incapable of hearing the sentence, let it go, and not think of that song.
1: Yeah. I love Frozen. Frozen's such a good movie. I love Frozen too as well. So
0: I have to admit, the Frozen movies to me are well done.
1: Uh, they, they are, are well They're... done,
0: and they are not a smash hit for no reason. Yeah. Now this one actually broke my heart a little bit. Uh, Messy Vanessi said, "I was so disappointed that the stag was killed. I had a little cheer when I thought it was going to be saved. Definitely agree. There was no need to kill it. And then I think you should read the last sentence from this statement. Well,
1: they also said. Also, I have to say I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with Juliana's opinion of Mao.
0: And what did you say to that?
1: I said goodbye, Jeff. I have a new best friend. Bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.
0: I would just like to point out, I've watched the movie Camp Rock for you. Because of you, I now use the phrase... You know what? I use the phrase, oh boy, frequently because of you. (laughs) Because of you, I ran a half marathon. Yeah, That last one is not negative, and I am glad that I did it. You are (laughs) still my running coach, even though apparently I'm not your best friend anymore.
1: Nope. We're not best friends anymore, Jeff. You can keep running. You can keep saying, oh boy, you're going to watch Camp Rock, too. Let's just face it. Because that song that Nick Jonas sings, wow, what a bop.
0: If anybody hears any weird feedback on this episode, it's just the sound of my heart breaking. It's hard to edit out heartbreak.
1: It creates a lot of static, so listeners, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I definitely obviously I agree with her opinion of Mal because, duh, I've had this opinion since we started and I will continue to keep having this opinion as of right now. And i too was disappointed when the stag was killed i think jeff and i we we had this conversation already too where i i think that i was i for a moment i thought the stag would be okay and then it was not um and alina makes a lot of good attempts to save the stag and it's just it's sad it's a sad time but we'll talk more about that later because i think that's in the next chapters about like potential stuff like that I think that's in your chapter that you summarized if I remember yeah. correctly
0: it, yeah that's going to come up today but our our last observation about the stag though is this one might actually be my favorite just because in a weird way I had my fingers crossed there'd be at least one person in the comments who would be willing to actually do the thing and we yeah. got one also I love their user their username is Helvar's wifey me too I love, love it. that Love it's it. great They said, I would kill it because it would be a better chance at destroying the fold, which in the long run would be better than letting it live. As much as I don't like the idea of having to kill a living thing, I have to say the the fact that they recognize that these are desperate times and this is an unprecedented situation and that doing what you have to do is often difficult, but they're willing to say, you know what, this has to be done. It's for... Dare I say the greater good? Yeah. I mean, that's admirable.
1: Or Dumbledore, whichever one you identify with best. Jeff, Would you like to be Grindelwald or Dumbledore?
0: Grindelwald. That is difficult to say. Good thing this is a Grishaverse podcast, not a Harry Potter podcast, because if I get off on that tangent, we're never going to get to these chapters.
1: Okay. Well, let's get going then, because we have one more thing in our voice of the people, and that is our Grisha Tally. So right now for the ethereal guy we have thirteen. We added our friend Rob, who is our wand collector friend over on Instagram, and Eli, Eli, Ali. Um, I read
0: it as Eli. If we are both wrong, please let us know. Like DM us on Instagram and let us know we're wrong.
1: Yeah, let me know. E, it's spelled E I L A Y. So. That, that is that. Um, and I did, I added Peyton already last week. So Peyton is in this already. Um, so we have 13 Etherealki, 10 Corporal Corporalki still, and still 5 Material guys. So Materialki, guy, we're still bringing up the rear, but we're, we're small but mighty, you know, we're going to come up and conquer at the end. So... That is all we have for our news and feedback segment. So what we will do next is we're going to start our main discussion, which is our discussion of chapters 19 and 20 of Shadow and Bone. So listeners, from this point forward, there will be spoilers for everything up until chapter 20 of Shadow and Bone. So if you don't want any of that, uh, go back and read those chapters and come back later. Or you can just stick around because we're going to have summaries. So our first summary comes from the wonderful, prior to this being my best friend, Jeff, and now he is just a friend, and Jeff, my friend, would you like to give us a summary?
0: Okay, so in chapter 19, Alina and Mal literally use Alita's power as a nightlight. No, seriously, look it up, they do it. It's kind of adorable. They do a lot more walking and looking for the stag, along with some hand-holding. Mal admits he's jealous, Alina admits she's insecure, and they kiss. And just as they are finished kissing, Alina looks over Mal's shoulder, and Moritsova's herd shows up, and they see the stag. Alina starts to feel connected to the stag, and is having second thoughts about killing it, when the Darkling shows up with his aprechniki, and they start to rumble. The Darkling is not just being a jerk, he's being a super jerk. He forces Alina and Mal into submission, he kills the stag, and and he rubs it in that he and Alina shared intimate moments while Mal was away. And the antlers are cut from the stag, and poor, sweet baby boy David fashions them into a collar, which goes around Alina's neck.
1: Very nice, Jeff. It's
0: a little bit of a shame that we don't... The, the, reading that m- made me feel like one of those rare moments where it's a shame we don't live stream this show because the way you were miming everything <laughs> I was saying... I should have I mean, been. I should have been taking screenshots for uh for our social medias. It it was great.
1: I feel like a lot happens in this chapter. Things just start moving really quickly. All of a sudden, they've been walking around the forest for a while, just kind of wandering and not speaking to each other and having communication difficulties. And then all of a sudden, it's like boom, 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 boom. All these things just happen right in a row, really quickly.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of smashed together. Like In the last episode, we were talking about how Mal and Alina almost kiss, but don't, and it creates this wonderful tension. Now they've finally done it, and just as quickly as they have that moment, here comes another moment because the stag is finally here. We also talked about how they haven't matured enough in their relationship to be able to acknowledge their faults and try to move past them. They're finally starting to do that, and again, boom, stag shows Mm -hmm. up, and then it gets killed, and then... It, itchy, angry jewelry collar that nobody should have to wear.
1: Which is definitely still better than the show collar. Uh,
0: Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> No that one likes that. Looks, I know it's prosthetic, but it looks uncomfortable.
1: Someone from the props department who loves doing, like, gory makeup and the makeup department were sitting there probably and, like, just geeking out over the fact that they were going to be able to do this and someone had okayed it for them. I just imagine them being like, "Yes, we get to use those little things that we don't get to use that often." Ah, ha ha ha. You know, they, and they were probably just so excited and everyone literally everyone else on the planet earth is like, "Don't do it. Don't don't do it." I
0: mean, if you work in makeup and that's your thing, Then I I guess the temptation would probably, I would imagine, be pretty strong to want to make fun stuff like that and then pitch it to the producers and be like, okay, hear me out. This could be fun.
1: I have a feeling the producers may or may not have known exactly what they had said yes to the very first time that they saw that collar um, prosthetic getting done. And then they probably were. I'm sure they liked it afterwards because they okayed it, but I have a feeling there was probably a strong sense of shock
0: Well, that's why when you work in uh, makeup and special effects and prosthetics and that kind of thing in Hollywood, that's why you have to do tests, like you have to do camera tests because something could look great on paper. It might even look great in person, but it might not photograph or it might not uh, record on video as well.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't translate to that. No. Yeah. But yeah, a lot just happens here in this chapter. We start out... With Mal and Alina talking and Mal finally, finally, finally apologizing to Alina for being a, shall I say it nicely, a (laughs) um for everything that he has done. And he finally acknowledges the fact of like, hey, I haven't been very nice and here are some reasons why and this is why I did the things that I did probably a conversation that should have happened a while ago but because these are children yes Jeff I understand and they are brought up in a certain way they are not talking about their feelings and Mal is finally coming to the point where he's like oh yeah I screwed up sorry sorry
0: I think he deserves a lot of credit for the fact that he had to come to this realization with very little guidance. He was never taught. I'll say it again. He was never taught that it's okay to have feelings and articulate them. He was not taught those things. The closest thing he ever had to somebody teaching him it's okay to feel and to vocalize your feelings and admit things is the person standing right in front of him who is the person that he has wronged.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Now, I related to the part where he talks about how he would see something and he would go to tell her about it and then suddenly realize, oh, wait, she's not here.
1: See, I I related to that, but that section made me so mad. Yeah, I mean, from a personal, if I was Ma, yes, that would have hurt quite a lot because I definitely have experienced that a lot where someone leaves your life for whatever reason it may be maybe they just moved across the country or something for a job or something like that and you get really excited to go tell them that you saw this thing and then they're not there and you're very disappointed but I will say this section made me extremely mad because we come back to the fact that Mao did not realize what he had until it was gone he didn't give a flying About Alina until she was gone, and now she's gone, and now he's like, oh, no, I'm so lonely. I wanted to tell her about the tree I saw in the woods, and now I can't because I'm alone. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo.
0: Why do you hate love?
1: (laughs) I don't hate love. I just get- You do. I do do not. You hate hate love. I hate Mal. I don't hate love.
0: You hate- And you know what? (laughs) They love each other, and you hate it.
1: i i love i love jenya and david i love some of the other couples we're gonna have coming up in this in this chat in these books i do not love mal and that's where it stops i don't want him he he, needs to keep his bad attitude and his toxic behaviors to himself and just be a single dude on his own and just go bro out with people and then call it a day
0: So people don't deserve to learn from their mistakes and grow as people?
1: They do, but I draw the line But not Mal. He needs to stand in his own individual circle by himself.
0: Because what he's done is so much worse than what anybody else has ever done?
1: No, because I just seem to have built up a personal vendetta against him. (laughs) Really? No one would have ever known. It's been a mystery up until this point. No one would have ever guessed.
0: Right, because we definitely didn't figure out in the last episode that you might have a person... You know what? Never mind. Or the Never one mind. before that. Or Never the one mind. that. It's probably not important. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Yeah, because we skip over that apology pretty quickly. We get through it, and then we're smashing faces, having a battle of the tongues...
0: Yeah, I will say that I, I think we kind of hit on this a little bit. That is a little bit of a problem is that you finally get the apology, the acknowledgement of wrongdoing, and then the the kiss. And then you just as quickly, with the, the stag shows up. It's like, oh, nope, other important plot point here.
1: Yeah, I will say from a writing standpoint, this is not my favorite way to write, to read through events happening this quickly. And... I definitely... I can think of a few other moments within the Shadow and Bone trilogy where I feel like this kind of happens. And it doesn't seem to happen in Lee's later books. It seems like something she would do... Just kind of group a lot of things happening together all at once. Like, it'd be kind of quiet. It kind of honestly reminds me a little bit of Deathly Hallows. Where it's just like, camping, 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 camping. Everything! It's (sighs) like... It's like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) that's kind of what it reminds me of, because they're just like, hiking, 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 kiss, stag, darkling, dead, boom, boom, collar, okay. World
0: domination.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: But you know, I mean, you said it yourself before, that this was, she acknowledges this was her first book. And if you look at the size of this book, compared to the size of the other books that she's written since like a pacing is hard pace pacing is is one of those things that's difficult to figure out how much time is too much time but things like that are part of why we have editors
1: yeah i i will definitely and i'm coming from this from a full point of just like loving her as an author loving Lee as an author and again like you said jeff acknowledging that this is her first set uh, books and she's learning as she goes and she has acknowledged that too is that that this is just her first go around and it's kind of uh obvious in some ways that this is the first time she's done some of these things but as we get into like Six of Crows and the King of Scars duology pacing is great i would i have yeah. no problem with those books with pacing these books i have a couple of issues that stick out in my head this is one of them for pacing but overall she she learns as she goes and she's a very open to trying new things and open to learning style author and I think that's something that you and I both really appreciate from her as well too, Jeff.
0: I do. See, I appreciate also um, it because it makes it that much more heartbreaking when the stag gets killed, the connection that she's starting to make with it before that first arrow hits like Alina describes how she can feel the earth and smell the air the way the stag does. Like that's the kind of thing that uh, we we were talking a, a little bit before about how if you could connect with the animal first, and then gain their trust and bond with them, and then you obtain their spirit when they reach their natural end.
1: Yeah, and you're right. We see this kind of connection starting, and just to have that taken away from us so quickly is definitely kind of devastating.
0: And that, it really is. And I mean, I think they've said before of um, amplifiers that you can't just go out and have an amplifier, like an amplifier has to be earned. And I think this is part of that earning an amplifier. I think that you have to have a powerful connection with the source of the amplifier otherwise it's a bit like the one choosing the wizard like you're going to get the best results where you have the highest compatibility
1: and it seems like Alina with the stag it seems like she has like a pretty high compatibility with the stag from the connection that we see her initially have with it so that could have been a really great connection and really just amplified her powers on a whole nother level if they hadn't killed the stag Mm. But they try to save it and Alina tries really hard to save the stag, but she's just obviously not trained and the Darkling is hella old and has been practicing his skills for a really long time and definitely way more powerful than Alina is at this point in time.
0: Yeah, and even Mal hesitates to kill the stag. Mm-hmm. Like even he can't do it and this is supposed to be like his thing. This is supposed to be what he's here for. Yeah. But even he has too much humanity to actually... uh, Because it's not just that it's a stag, it's that it's this stag. It's that this particular creature is important.
1: I would just like to say, I highly appreciate just the level of kind of like Voldemort-esque drama that the Darkling brings to this book on the whole. Just the fact that he's like, I'm here to give a monologue. And he uses his darkness as almost a curtain just for the drama of it all. So people can't see what's going on. And he's like, aha, the big reveal. And here I am, the Darkling. Well, League! drag queens do
0: love a reveal. Oh, that's, that's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. we. It's part of his drag queen persona and part of his personality yeah. on the whole. But he just, he lives for the drama of it all, the drama of life, the drama of just dragging things out and making it so he makes them suffer more and more with his monologues and just I just I was just like, wow, he's really just like milking this so hard right now and I'm here for it.
0: See normally I agree with you on the drama thing when it comes to the Darkling because he's here to be a big old drama queen but this chapter he comes across as being incredibly petty.
1: Oh, yeah, that's why I liked it, too, because he's I mean, he's very showing petty. up
0: and double-crossing them and killing the stag because they can't and forcing Alina into submission, Like it's clear that that was always going to happen, but the, the especially when he takes the digs at Mal and Alina and is like, oh, by the way, did you tell your boyfriend that we kind of almost completely hooked up and you were so willing to go there with me when he wasn't around? Like, there was no reason to say that.
1: Oh, no, there wasn't. He might as well start a
0: band called The Heartbreakers because he is Tom Petty. Yeah.
1: Very good. I, I appreciate the pettiness of the Darkling. And I mean. Why? I just think it's funny. And I think it definitely plays into the persona that I've created for him in my head of him just being so overly dramatic all the time, which obviously, bully isn't just in my head, but I really just appreciate the level of pettiness and drama he's willing to go to to make his to meet his means and his ends and he will leave no stone untouched he will use every little bit of information he can to the utmost of his pot that he possibly can and he is just he's here for it and he's going to be in control of the situation so you better watch what you do around him
0: you know I feel really bad for in this chapter though is David
1: I know poor David we love David.
0: I feel bad for David here we love David. because he didn't ask for this he he never asks for any of this. It's clear no. that the Darkling has his disciples and people who are, on the fence about being disciples, but David does not come across to me as somebody, like, he just wants to tinker and create. Like, he's he's the typical scientist who wants to try to accomplish something positive, but the only people who will fund his research are people who want to take the tech he's developing and turn it to evil.
1: Yeah. He doesn't seem to have any other major funding sources at this point in time, which kind of sucks. Right. And- And obviously, the Darkling is in charge too. And we see that David really has no choice in this unless he chooses to die.
0: And I mean, he's not assertive. He's not, even if he was an assertive type that likes to stand up for himself, this is the friggin' Darkling we're talking about. No one's going to stand up to him, at least nobody who's going to win.
1: Yeah. Poor David.
0: Poor David. I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot. Poor David. Poor David. Oh, yeah. little, little David, baby, I love him so much.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like that's most of the. Do you want to talk about anything else in this chapter, Jeff? I feel like we've talked about most of the chapter.
0: Just that at this point, invoking the name of the apparat instantly turns my stomach. When he says, "Send word to the apparat to oh, be ready," yeah. like I don't even want to know. I <laughs> don't even want to know what he and it, I don't even want to know what the apparat is going to do involved in all that i just uh, i hate him
1: so that is it for chapter 19 and so now we will move on to chapter 20 hooray so in chapter 20 the darkling and his grisha keep mal and alina separated on their journey into the fold and the darkling holds mal's safety over alina's head to keep her in line as they travel, Alina learns that no one has been informed of her disappearance. Hmm. And as they return to Kibursk, Kibersk, 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 the port city where Alina and Mal had waited to cross the fold with their regiment at the beginning of the book, people cheer for the arrival of the Sun Summoner. And Alina's friends from the Little Palace are happy to see her, although super surprised that she seemed to be tired and unwell. Alina can tell that she can't... Ugh. Alina can't tell them the truth for the fear that the Darkling will hurt Mal. He's Darkling still holding Mal over her head at that point. But when Jenga brings her lunch, Alina comes to understand that Jengya at least is somewhat aware of what the Darkling's plans are. She tells Alina that the king is unwell and that the apparatus ruling Ravka in his place. Ugh. And Alina infers that Jengya might have something to do with the king's il- illness. Jenga is now oddly wearing kai colors, which is red. And she tries to sub... Subly, sud- she tries to suddenly impress upon Alina that their loyalty should be with the Darkling. Although she also admits that David feels horribly guilty for what he did. So, kind of on the fence. But that is what happens in chapter 20 of the book. Thank you for that miming, Jeff. That was lovely. I did not see all of it because I was concentrated on reading, but I did see some of it. So, lovely. Love it. Here for it. I do it again. Yeah. So, this chapter... We get Alina entering back into um, Kyrbiersk, if I'm saying that correctly, and back you into- You got it that time. Aha, uh-huh, and back into the little palace, and we learn that the Darkling was lying about where she was the entire time, and were you surprised the first time that you read this, Jeff? Because I know I definitely was surprised. No. Oh, I was. Maybe I'm no. just easy
0: to fool. Of course he lied. What was he supposed to do? They make this big deal about the Sun Summoner being at the little palace. Suddenly, nobody can find her. They don't know how long it's going to be until they bring her back. So they have to nip that in the bud and come up with some reason why people aren't seeing her. So, of course, he lied. What's he going to do? Put up wanted posters all over Ravka? If he does that, then people from the Shu Han are going to march north. People from Fjorda are going to march south, and pretty soon... Everybody is going to be looking for her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want that until he can use her to expand the shadow fold. Then he has them where he wants them, but not until then. So, of course, he lied. Was that not stated?
1: It probably was. I just didn't think... I, I either just didn't clock it or whatever. My brain just didn't clock it, Jeff. I'm just saying I personally, Juliana, did not think of that repercussion because I... I either just skimmed over it or it's just, uh, just uh, my brain is on a different planet it's, just,
0: uh, it's okay it just it, the, the war is so uh, especially since you know we listened to the Lee Bardugo Penn Faulkner interview bonus episode is our now uh, <laughs> between that and every other podcast analyzing this universe it's pretty clear that constant never ending war is the thing so once you have that on the brain that kind of filters everything else that's going on like how does every other thing happening in this universe factor into that
1: it's just yeah it's it's an interesting time
0: oh ivan
1: ivan ivan is a very you are a
0: damaged damaged oh that poor sweet boy he's
1: just so he
0: is devoted to the cause because i i think of the word di- uh, not just like followers like i think of the word disciple i tend yeah. to think about things biblically comes comes from my upbringing i expect oh, but
1: hallelujah Okay, sorry
0: the definition of a disciple is wh- one definition at least is one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another So it's not just about agreeing with somebody or wanting them to teach you It has to do with thinking they're more right than everyone else and wanting to spread that Everywhere yeah. And that is exactly the kind of situation. We're in here Hey everybody Jeff the editor here Unfortunately, at this point in our discussion, Juliana's audio starts to go a little bit staticky in a few places, and we tried to fix it, but there was nothing that we could do. Even the recorded Zoom call that we use as a backup had the static on it as well. So rather than just leave that in the episode, there may be a couple of points where we have to jump ahead a little bit in our discussion. At this point, what we talk about is which followers of the Darkling would fall under the category of disciples, and which ones are maybe a little bit more on the fence. Uh, We talk about how Bagra is either dead or possibly even in the witness protection program. And finally, at the point we're going to rejoin the discussion, Juliana and I are talking about this touching relationship between Jenya and Alina and how complicated it's getting.
1: It's definitely interesting to hear uh, Jenya talk to Alina. Because Mm -hmm. what's coming out of her mouth definitely isn't really matching the energy that she's giving off. Because she's still trying to convince Alina to do what the Darkling says. But uh, you can tell from the body language that she's giving off and what Alina is thinking that she definitely doesn't wholeheartedly believe in the Darkling's agenda or having Alina follow it.
0: No, and I think that was unexpected for her. I yeah. think when this whole Sun Summoner thing kicked off and the Darkling sent her in to do what she was supposed to do, she did not count on loving Alina. No, I feel like she's she getting there. No. She feels like this is a real friend. This is a good person. I, I I didn't expect to care about them as much as I do, and it's that yeah. that is making me question this very dark and selfish cause Mm -hmm. that i can now like see the problems with like grisha supremacy sounded great at the time especially because she was in the midst of something terribly abusive that she's still kind of in the midst of not even kind of it's still a problem but there was nobody there to be supportive of her emotionally there again, nobody being supportive of somebody's emotional needs causes a great deal of damage. But yeah. once Jenya finally has that, she's starting to see that this Grisha supremacy cause that the Darkling has been pushing is not as great as it seemed at first.
1: Yeah, I feel like Jenya hasn't had many people look out for her. And the Darkling has been giving her, I'm going to say this very lightly, gifts but not actual emotional support or anything like that, and it, material. Yeah, it's that parent. He's that parent that doesn't want to deal with their kid or or like reprimand them or teach them anything, and so he just keeps buying them things to make them shut up. And then exactly, and then she finally meets the other parent, Alina, who is genuinely invested in her emotional well being. And I can say from my own personal experience, Jeff, I personally prefer someone who's invested in my emotional well-being to someone who is invested in giving me gifts. Definitely. And then she just hasn't had that kind of friendship or relationship in any capacity up until this point when she meets Alina and then she's like, oh, crap. I genuinely have a friend and I don't want to see this friend be hurt by a person who I know from my own personal experience is very capable of hurting people.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's a it's a very slippery slope that Jenga is now very quickly sliding down.
0: It makes me worried for her. Yeah. Because she's it she's a she's a crucial piece to this whole operation, and now she's starting to question orders. And even if she doesn't like say it to the Darkling's face, the Darkling isn't completely ignorant of what goes on when he's not around. And when he finds out, it's there's gonna be there's gonna be consequences.
1: Yeah, and you can kind of see that in the way she's interacting with Alina, is she's scared that she's going to say something to Alina or do something that out of her own goodness of her heart is to protect Alina, but the Darkling is not going to like, and the Darkling is going to punish Jenya, and you can see that Jenya is very scared. To say anything too explicit or too kind of in the know, I guess, to Alina yeah. about what's happening with the Darkling. She's keeping it kind of vague. And the really the only thing she's super specific about is the fact that David is upset that he did what he did. And that's something that obviously wasn't a mystery to the Darkling in any capacity and can be spoken about because it just a fact cuz david did not make that collar out of joy <laughs> uh, no. and it's just it's 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 sad to see jian in this position and oh boy the darkling is just he he is manipulating everyone that's what he does that's what he likes to do
0: he doesn't know how to not manipulate people no he doesn't but see he prefers it that way because he wants his way or the highway, and the only way to make absolutely sure that everything works out the way you want and nobody ever questions your orders is to manipulate people. Because if you just let them come by it naturally, they might change their minds. No, you have to subjugate them if you want that kind of plan to work. Because that way, you know they'll never defect because if they get the urge to, they'll have this great big or else hanging over their head that's gonna keep it from happening.
1: Fear is a very useful tool, especially with the Darkling right now. So, that wraps up our chapter discussion of chapters 19 and 20. So, next we will get into our fun segment of the week, which is from Jeff, which it looks like we have a return of an old segment. Not that... Really, any of our segments are that old, because we're only on episode 12, so in a segment that we've done before. So,
0: Jeff? See, this has a little... It's, it's going to be a little bit different this time, because okay. our fun segment this week is The return of the Mad Lib. Okay, so the last time we did a Mad Lib, I took a passage from the book. I took words out. I had you put new words in, and we made what I consider to be one of the greatest Mad Libs I've ever been a part of creating. Here's what we're going to do this time. I have an actual book of Mad Libs that I found as an impulse purchase at Walmart. Yes. Because that's how you get things like that. I'm going to have you help me fill this in and I'm going to challenge you to try to think of words that are Grisha verse specific. Oh, that's probably okay. going to be easiest with nouns yeah. and things, uh-huh. but even with adjectives, if you can think of adjectives that relate to the Grisha verse in your opinion, even if you have to make some up, okay. I-, I think we can make that work.
1: Yeah. I think, I I'm think excited so to
0: see where this goes.
1: Okay, I'm excited. What is, do I get the title of the Mad Lib first?
0: You get the title of the Mad Lib after this is done. I think okay. it makes it more fun. Okay,
1: cool. We're doing it that way. That works for me. I just need to know what what the format of this Mad Lib session would be, so that way I can enter it with my full brain capacity. Okay, Jeff, hit me up. Let me know what I must provide to you.
0: Okay. First, give me the name of a male celebrity.
1: Oh, the Darkling, of course. He is a male celebrity.
0: He he certainly is. If anybody in this universe is a celebrity, he is. All right, give me an adjective. Sparkly. Sparkly. Nice. Okay, a noun.
1: Um what it, what it, what's that what's the liquor that they drink Kabas?
0: Kabas. Kabas. okay i can use that okay all right a verb ending in ing smashing smashing splash smashing. smashing that was terrible <laughs> not you me okay a verb Dart it,
1: darted darted Darting, darted, whatever the whatever the usage you're gonna to dart, dart to dart,
0: dart, to dart, 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 whatever
1: the conjugation of that is for the the okay. format.
0: An adverb. An
1: adverb. Yes. Slinkily.
0: Sl- Slinkily. Slinkily. Yep, that's an adverb. It fits the criteria. It does. All right. An adjective. Jolly. Jolly. Very good. A plural noun.
1: Plural noun. Skiffs. Yeah.
0: Skiffs. Skiffs. That's fun to say. Skiffs. All right. Another plural noun. Oh, hello, Jeff the editor again. Unfortunately, this is the second time where our audio on Juliana's end becomes incredibly staticky and just impossible to ignore. So we are going to skip ahead to the point where Juliana and I have filled in the Mad Lib, and we hope you enjoy it. Yet one of these days we're gonna have to do a mad live the other way around because this is our second one and both times I have I've had you fill it in and then I read it back to you. We should do one the other way around just for fun.
1: Be careful what you ask for. I may or may not have something I already have had for like a month or two now that may meet that criteria.
0: Well, don't keep me in suspense. Oh, you're,
1: it's part of your Christmas gift. You're gonna have to wait.
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I love Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right, here is the Mad Lib we have made today. It is called Rules of the Ride. Okay. Whenever our bus driver for field trips is the Darkling, uh, our class is in for a sparkly time. <laughs> I mean, valid point on that one. <laughs> this grumpy old kvass has strict rules to follow, such as these. No running or smashing <laughs> up and down the aisles of the bus. Hmm. <laughs> Do not scream, yell, or dart too loudly because it is slinkily distracting for the driver. Use your jolly indoor voice.
1: Oh, 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 oh.
0: Eating any sort of skiffs is expressly prohibited.
1: <laughs> I would love but to see in that. High fiber. Yeah, yeah, like very, very indigestible fiber.
0: Do not throw anything, including paper trees.
1: Uh, yeah that would be that would be wild oh, i'm assuming these are full-sized paper trees too not just like yes, miniature yes. paper you trees. sit in the
0: back you know you sit in the back you fold a little origami tree made out of paper and then you just huck it because that's what all those hours <laughs> of work were for
1: yeah just so it could end up smashed into someone's face i mean honestly not the worst thing that could happen to it
0: okay this this is probably my favorite sentence in this whole thing okay Don't ask the bus driver every five (laughs) hundred and thirty seven minutes are we spicy yet? (laughs) (laughs) This habit will make him scream and turn a bright shade of chartreuse.
1: Jeff, are we spicy yet? Are we spicy?
0: I think we're very very spicy. Spicy Spicy Most importantly, keep your teeth and checkers inside the bus at all times. Anyone caught sticking his or her toenail out the window will be immediately removed from the bus. Wow.
1: That was lovely. Thank you so much for story time.
0: I loved that almost as much as the first Madlib we created, but honestly, we had Vladimir Putin yeah, and unicorns one. and... I don't even there's remember like brownies what or something, all else. I think. Yeah, there's like brownies and people going mer and Murr. jumping out the window. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Mad Lib was so excellent, the first yeah, one we made, but that so one was good too.
1: Spicy. <laughs>
0: I feel like Mad Libs used to be more fashionable than they are now. I hope they never go out of style because I, I love a good Mad Lib.
1: It's such a fun thing to do. I feel as though and when I was at camp, Girl Scout camp as a kid, out of the games that you would play when there was just time to kill Mad Libs and Telephone are like my two favorite I love Telephone I love Telephone so much it's so funny
0: I was always the person in telephone that made sure to speak very clearly, but very, very softly because I was always that person that said, okay, whatever they say to me, I am going to say something that has no connection to it whatsoever because I am going to make sure that by the time this thing reaches the end, it is nowhere close to where we started.
1: That's what I would do too. I would always like throw in an extra word or something. If we started, the word started off as like school bus, I'd be like, school book or something or i'd like say and i'd say it quiet too i would say the wrong word and i would say it quiet on purpose so that way the next person would hear it and then it would get around and and the answer would be like elephant shoes at the end or something when we started with school bus
0: yeah exactly
1: i love it oh i love telephone so much okay (laughs) enough with juliana's reviews of childhood games thank you for that game jeff that was very fun
0: Oh, d- thank you for having a wild imagination that involves people being spicy. 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 All right, listeners. Jeff, the editor, here for the last time this episode, I promise. This is the point where we give you our podcast question of the week, which, as usual, will be posted on all of our social medias. And we would like to know from you, our listeners, if you were in Jenny's position, what would you do? because her loyalties are being really tested right now and we just want to know from you if that was the position you found yourself in how do you think you would handle it so feel free to respond on our social medias on twitter and instagram dm us on either or feel free to send us an email if you have a slightly longer answer we would love to hear from you
1: next week is chapters 21 22 and after so go ahead and read those before you get to the next episode or you can just hang in there for the summaries that we're going to provide. And like we said, if you would like to get in contact with us, these are the best ways you can. First off, listen to us on all places where pods are cast. And you can also find us over on YouTube at Into the Fold Podcast.
0: And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Into the Fold Pod. We post a lot of questions about the show. We post fun things that we find, like fan art and just anything we come across that we think the listeners would like to see since most of the time they don't actually see us they just hear us and sometimes like today when i'm not exactly what i would call camera ready compared to how i normally am that's probably for the best
1: yeah i will say that my hair has dried over the course of this podcast and i started looking a lot more scraggly than i look now uh uh but listeners If you would like to email us and send us any feedback that you have, something possibly like the lovely email that we got from Peyton, you can email us at intothefoldpod at gmail.com and we would love to read your feedback here on the show. And you will definitely be getting a super enthusiastic email back from me specifically because I will not leave an email unread in our email box. So
0: that is very true. Be
1: be, be braced for that. It will be at least three paragraphs in length. At a minimum.
0: Juliana and I are both the kind of people who like to answer messages yeah. right away. Yeah. Like we don't like not responding to things. It's kind of just an impulse. <laughs> so if you send us a message on any of our platforms and you immediately get a message back, like please please don't be off put like that. We we are we mean no harm to anybody. We're just yeah. we're just enthusiastic participants. If anything It's just you'll in our nature.
1: You'll know that there are real people behind all of this because i know like when i respond to like corporate or bigger instagram accounts or twitters or whatever it takes them a while or they didn't ever respond or anything but don't you worry jeff and i are here to respond to you the listeners because that's who we're here for so thank you everyone for for being a listener and jeff what else can our listeners do to help support us
0: well, if you have not already, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, we would love to see that. We would love to have a definite vote of confidence it is good for our self-esteem it is good for visibility too because it just helps lead more people to the show who might enjoy it and we also love to share the positivity here on the show so if you leave us a little something then we will share it with the other listeners
1: and the best way to let other people know that you love this show and bring them into our little fandom community that we've created is to tell them in person to go and listen to the show because the best way that podcasts are spread is by word of mouth so go ahead and tell your best Grisha buddies that this is a podcast that you like and that we would also like them to be a listener to the show as well and we are a very spicy podcast and we take everyone under our spicy wings
0: so until next time listeners We will see you in the fold.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, huh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, what, mm-hmm. What? What? Mm-hmm. what, what, what? Hey, I have something epic to tell you.
1: Yes, Jeffrey.
0: It's like almost two hours past when we were originally uh, yeah. supposed to have started, yeah, let's so let's do the clap part. Okay, let's get going, okay. Epic clapping.
1: Okay, you're going gonna to count? Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. I can't hear you. Uh, sometimes I Wink. think I'm from
1: Jupiter,
0: but that's debatable. No, don't come from there. People go there to get more stupider. Oh, you're There right. are several uh, jumping rope rhymes from my childhood that will back that up.
1: I, I mean, honestly, knowing my personality, Jeff, if anything, I come from Uranus. I know the whole Pokemon theme song.
0: Oh, great. I want to be it, it's the best. Good that you best. know that. No, no one ever was. No. Okay. To Focus. get
1: them is my real test. Focus. Just train them is my cause. Pokemon!
0: Dude. Okay. Focus.
1: <laughs> it's long. I'll just stop there. Is it? It's. Yeah. You know the
0: song, Jeff. Do I? Please stop bringing that up. It's bad for my self-esteem. My self-esteem! Self-esteem! Um. I feel like Jenya's not 100% sold on all this, but well, we'll she's trying next to be next because she next wants chapter. everything. I know next chapter. The next, chapter. The next chapter. Dude, can I fetch play? can I finish?
1: Fine. I can have Okay. <laughs> How do you spell bog or backwards? A- Aha, grub. That's what you
0: would go as.
1: Argab.
0: Argab. This place has everything antiques, knickknacks, trinkets, those shoes that nurses wear.
1: <laughs> best friends again, Jeff. Can we best be best friends again?
0: <sighs> I thought you'd never ask. Oh, yay! I, I missed miss you so
1: much. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my self esteem!
0: This fold has everything. Darkness, shadows, vulcra,